Welcome to Modern Babylon. This is Cultural Contrarian Orion Miller. I want to come today and just wanted to share some thoughts regarding some um, talk shows that I was listening to the other day. And one of them made a rather profound statement. And they, and they were pretty clear and they were speaking that we the people are the fourth branch of the government. And that we have power and absolutely we have power. And we have that power lawfully protected, emboldened, and enshrined in our constitutional document. But we're remiss in understanding that the power that's enshrined in that document has been deferred, relegated, and we have consented and surrendered to those in our public service. And Laura Ingram was talking about the other day, eventually the people will vote out all of the politicians. Left or right, doesn't matter. They're all part of this system and what they say and what they do are not consistent and that we will clean house. I'm like, no, we won't. That's not a true statement. And what are we cleaning house with? A new set of people that will come in that will have the same protections and privileges and benefits? Because we, the people, are not going to spend the time to fix all of the systems and processes and protections that isolate and disenfranchise us. We're not going to do that. We're going to sit back and defer that hope that those new crop of elected officials will reclaim freedom and liberty for us. And that's a false hope. And the messaging which Culture Contrarian provides and modern Babylon talks about is negative. And it's truth. It is so darn clear, true. Unfortunately, that truth is so overwhelming that people steer away from it. And they want other people to take action in truth, not themselves. So my statement is expecting us to reclaim power is a false statement. The only people that are going to be free are those that know how to stand free and exercise freedom. On social media, on YouTube, there's a crop of people that are under the banner of First Amendment auditors. And these people have huge channels and they're making great money through YouTube advertising. And they're demonstrating with their camera what it's like to stand on their First Amendment, giving up their Fifth Amendment, sometimes surrendering their fourth, but most of the time they remain secure in their fourth, and rarely will they ever walk visibly demonstrating their second, because that's incredibly dangerous. Just look at the armed fishermen and how many times that man has been unlawfully detained and interrogated when he's simply going fishing, using his constitutional right to protect his access to the food in which people have attempted to take away from him. Those people are making bank by just talking about it and determining a degree of how they're willing to stand free. But they're not reclaiming their freedom. They're just showing for others what it is to be free. Because the degree in which they will go to hold their public servants accountable varies per auditor. Sometimes they'll file a complaint, but unfortunately they know that filing a complaint will trigger retaliation. 
Sometimes they'll take it as far as have a complaint be marched up through the system and they'll file a lawsuit, get an attorney, and they will go down the qualified immunity protected route and they will receive a settlement based upon taxpayers paying the public servant's lawyer and the taxpayers paying the settlement for the qualified immunity protected violation of a citizen's civil rights. And very few are going to go down the federal route, piercing qualified immunity. Now, some, some very few are doing both. They're doing the qualified immunity complaint lesson, and then they're spending the time to go into federal court knowing that that's a much more difficult process. I applaud people like Chile DeCastro for what he is doing in educating and, and showing people what it's like to be free and the effort required to do federal fighting legally, lawfully, using the process the way it was designed for we the people. And people are learning that through my messaging, that I'm trying to say that if you want to be free, you need to do it in a way that you will receive ultimate accountability and justice. It is not reasonable to expect that posting a social media post <coughs> or sharing something on social media or complaining about what's happening regarding bathrooms or social emotional learning or curriculum within schools that's not enough well it may feel good and it may trigger others emotions that they're going to reply to that post and share and comment that's all great but it's meaningless banter but it does make people feel like at least they're doing something my wife presented me with an interesting analogy because my wife knows me better than anyone else on the planet she says, honey, understand that we, sheep, have been conditioned to trust the government. That everything is in the direction of trust them. Media, Hollywood, the news, Senate hearings, trust them to do the work and you will be okay. And that if you attempt to be free, they show you the violence inherent in the system. And that you don't want to experience the violence because you see that justice is not available because they show us that that violence that happens, somebody does not have justice without a tremendous cost, an emotional cost, a financial cost, and it's being put into a system that there are no ethics. The ethics are to hide the truth. And they're protected from the actions that they do to hide the truth over and over and over again. And we're seeing these things play out with what happened with the Mueller, Mueller investigation, what is happening with the Durham investigation, and how long it takes for the government to hold the government accountable? Oh my gosh. So what what hope do we have not connected to that system to hold those folks accountable? And honestly, the steps that I'm taking with my federal lawsuit, I don't know what the result will be. 
I'm hoping that the Constitution still has some some strength behind it and that our court is dealing with reasonable public servants and honoring their oath to defend and protect my rights. And I'm willing to step into that to see if it's still alive because I have learned and I've studied and I've obtained based upon the direction the Supreme Court has told me. Do I hope that the document is still alive, that my rights are remain intact? Yes. Do I expect some financial recognition for the trauma and violations that have occurred to me? That would be nice. But it's possible that I won't. And that what I will learn through this process, depending upon the end result, is there's a hope or there's not. Based upon having a broader visibility in what's happening in this global environment and with the rights that have been trounced and how many people bent their neck. They bent their neck to put on a medical restraint device on their face and they put a foreign substance into their body based upon threats. They've proved that we will get on the rail car. The Hegelian dialectic test has validated that a huge percentage of our population will willingly get on a rail car and go to some destination and be locked up. It's not there yet. I pray it doesn't come soon. So I'm trying to pierce the conscience of people and say, let's be reasonable. Stop complaining. Take your energy and focus it somewhere else where you're going to find joy in your life. Go watch a Netflix movie or a Hulu movie or whatever. Go play some video games. Go read a book. Step away. Because the, the posts, the shares, the screen captures, the, the comments are just more illness for us all. I loathe reading what people are saying. Know that there's nothing happening in the background. It's like, here is something else for you to pay attention to. Here, you take, take this action. You do this. I know one individual got some access to public information, and they're not sharing it. They've got the data, but they're not sharing it for others to know. It's like, my gosh, how bizarre. So I'm, I want to empower people and understand that the messaging that's coming from the others, the, the turning points of the world and the Dinesh D'Souza's of the world, they're giving us powerful information. Look at what's happening and you would benefit from knowing this information and taking the first step. And the first step is, get involved in your local community get involved in your school school boards learn your rights and vote and i think that's all positive information the downside is by inserting ourselves into the system and attempting to be vocal in the system i'm of the opinion you benefit from understanding what the hurdles are because soon as the tyranny comes up to you and silences you 
you're going to be triggered and you're going to want justice and justice isn't available to you because you don't understand how they expect us to submit to their authority. Even though they can exercise it unlawfully, you acting contemptuous of their authority is dangerous, very, very dangerous. There's a video I saw of a bunch of kids down in Key West. They were driving through the town of Key West and a couple of law officers, one officer uh, took both of his hands up against the window and expressed the, the, the uniform gesture of traffic displeasure. He, he, he did the single finger salute out against his window in public view. And a carload of teenagers saw this. They thought they were the recipients of that gesture and they returned the gesture in kind. And the officers activated their emergency lights, pulled over this vehicle of minor children, of teenagers, and used their color of law authority to intimidate and scare the living daylights out of these minor kids. And they did the best they could to say, who are you and why are you pulling us over? What, what crime did we commit? What traffic site violation? And they just used their verbal judo and power and they extricated them from the car and they demanded their IDs and threatened them with the rest. And I was like, holy smokes, these are just young kids and they didn't do anything wrong. And these officers used their authority to threaten, intimidate, coerce, and put these kids in duress. And what's going to happen to these kids? These kids didn't get a citation. These kids now are on the list of these officers as people that want to stand up to authority. Will these officers be public punished based upon this video? No. Actually, they'll probably be advanced. They'll receive promotions. And will the local community be upset at the officers doing this? Well, a percentage will. And a percentage will be like, yeah, just, just listen to these officers. Obey them. They're here to protect and serve us. And there's a degree of officers that are doing that, that they're to protect and serve. But there's a percentage of that personality that they're going to be in the fraternity and not stop those officers from violating citizens' rights. And that was a complete violation of citizens' rights under the color of law. And those kids were brave and courageous to say, what did I do wrong? Now they're young. They're 16, 17, 18 years old. But an adult, you're in trouble. I want to help people be aware that we have the ability to free, be free. We have the ability to reclaim and restructure our governmental process, not with violence. Not at all with violence. But honestly, that's not what we want. We want somebody else to do that. We want the benefit of what somebody else will do to fix this. And you have organizations like BLM that receive multi-millions of dollars from donations from corporations. And the founders of that organization just abscond with that money and they don't reinvest it back into the community. They just line their pockets. It's wicked. So it's not a group effort. Humanity is wicked. Only we, as an individual, can be free.
and someone else is not going to claim freedom for you. That's not a reasonable expectation. As I'm marching through my process and I'm sharing it with others in, in my group and I try, try to bring awareness to others in the visible, uncensored social media world, mostly spectators. My private group, yeah, they're, they're spectators, but they're involved in participating because they know, they know that I am the only one that has standing in my case. I'm the only one. What I am doing is I'm modeling for them how much of a burden we have in order to be free. And they're like, it's mind-blowing. It's a red pill that's unfathomable to them as to how many hurdles and barriers and obstacles that the system is designed to make it hard for us to be free. And it's frustrating to them. And I go, I know. It's like, I want to complain about it. But the only ability for me to complain about it is to insert myself into it so I can demonstrate what needs to be fixed. Because everybody is under this illusion as to what should be fair and where fairness doesn't exist. It's, it's mind-blowing. And I don't want to be the gray, dismal cloud over people and fear and, and obstacles and challenges. I don't want to. I just want to speak the reality and say, yeah, there is a storm over there. And in order to get to the rainbow, we're going to have to go through the storm. There's no rainbow on the other side. The storm is just going to en encapsulate you. I want to fight through the storm so I can be free. I, I don't want to be negative at all. And unfortunately, my words, are, they get all tangled. They really do. That they come out as being perceived as judgmental or harsh. And I, that's not my intention at all. Not at all. I accept that this, for the masses, is, is painful. As my wife was telling, telling me, she said, Ryan, imagine the world that everybody is living in their own bubble, their own bubble. And in that bubble, it's illuminated by a one watt incandescent lamp. Their world is illuminated by just this one watt lamp. And that's where they derive their heat and that's where they derive their sense of comfort and illumination in the world that they navigate from a one watt lamp. And they've grown accustomed to their environment with that one watt lamp. And what you say is, escape your bubble because there is a giant sphere up in the heavens that's called the sun. And it provides much more texture and color and depth to what exists outside that bubble. And people are like, yeah, I've heard of this thing that you talk about, but I'm pretty safe inside my bubble. Like, yeah, yeah. And that venturing outside that bubble could be uncomfortable because you might get sunburned. Yeah, you might get, might get sunburned. If you look up at it, you might burn your retina. But you'll be able to see things with much more clarity, be much more vivid. And maybe you need to retreat back into your bubble of safety and comfort of the one want. 
but I'm giving you the opportunity to step out into the sun and experience the majesty of truth. And my wife is saying, there's no way that you can pull people into the sun. And that's very true. I can't pull anyone into the sun out of their bubble because the conditioning inside that bubble is so huge. The, the indoctrination camps of education, the propaganda machine that comes. And, and this sense of trust that we give to those in authority without examining that they're humans and they're not trustworthy. Humans are not trustworthy. They're only the only thing we should trust fellow humans is that to the degree in which we're willing to risk. And I've said that repeatedly. So while I want to articulate what being in the sun is like and recognize that people want to stay in the bubble or want to retreat to the bubble, and I use words that are sound harsh and judgmental, and it's not my intention, that stepping out into the sun is a limited, is a limited group of people. And that we all own our own decisions and actions relative to stepping into the sun. And that sounds judgmental. And it's not the intention. I'm just saying, accept where you are and recognize all the things that you're doing are inside the bubble. And don't expect a change outside the bubble if you're going to stay inside the bubble. And don't expect others to create a crack in your bubble for you to slowly stick your neck out for you. That's not reasonable. So I apologize when my words come out that sounding judgment and it, it's not my intention at all. I just want to say I have this visibility. I have this experience and knowledge and being free is a hard, hard thing to do. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And I tell people, don't do it. Don't do it. Watch and learn from me as to how difficult it is and to make your own decision and accept where you are. Honestly, it, it's, it's like a, a mental disorder. And recognize you may have an addiction and the best way to deal with the addiction is first acknowledge you have one to begin with. And then as I counsel other people, develop the coping mechanisms. Is that you don't have the ability to change where you are but you do have the ability to change your own response, your own coping with where you are. When you are poked by something, see, we've, we've gotten to this age where words are violence, world, words are oppression, and that words are triggering. And unfortunately, we deny the ability to say that we're in control of our buttons being pushed. Someone cannot physically go into my brain and flip a switch. I have the ability to control whether that switch is flipped to give my response. Whether I'm successful in controlling that or not is based upon my own self-investment in understanding my challenges on how to keep that switch from being flipped. And I know it. Golly, when, when I was pulled over by Trooper Kochkin, I know I had the right to remain silent and I had the sense of justice that what you did to me is wrong. You don't have the authority to do what you did 
and I need to tell you, you don't have this authority, you're acting unlawfully, call your supervisor, and I talked too much, that I was trying to be a reasonable person in the face of what I was trying to assign another reasonable person. But his first action was unreasonable. And I didn't have the ability to control myself, that I should have just shut up. Now, fortunately, I had enough preparedness that I will get, I will get a degree of justice on his violation of me, but I recognized I didn't turn off my switch. And I give myself grace for that and know that, wow, I can learn from that and do better. I'm not a disrespectful person. I'm assertive. I'm authoritative. I'm direct. I'm professional. But I'm not met with that in kind in the world, nor should I expect it in kind from the world. So I just wanted to I've been a little bit remiss in and get my podcasts out there and I, I wanted to share this this vantage point with people. And as I often say, put put this in your intellectual pipe and smoke it or or you can scrape it off of the the filter and throw it in the garbage. I just want to impact impart wisdom. And you go on your own path of discernment. Thanks. This is Culture Contrarian at Modern Battle on. Yeah, Take care.